pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Doctor, doctor. I'm screaming Well, good Wednesday morning, everyone. Time now for us to uh, have our weekly doctor visit with our favorite family physician, Dr. Stan Anderson. Good morning, Dr. Stan. Hey, Pam. Great to talk to you. All right. I'm getting ready, getting all the stamina I can muster for this wish-a-thon. I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, Pam. Oh, so for everybody who's listening, Pam is going to be awake for 36 (laughs) hours I, I that is not healthy that is not a good thing i don't recommend it for anyone but pam that is oh my goodness 36 hours okay that, that's crazy billy producer billy pull that cut give it to our boss that's my note from my doctor that says i don't have to do it for 36 <laughs> hours because i'm too old for this <laughs> It gets harder and harder every year, Dr. Stan. It does. Yeah. But it's a good cause. No, it's a great cause. I'm going to say that. These kids deserve it. And um, yeah, but every year comes around and uh, the people of Stark County are so generous. It's a wonderful thing. So we appreciate everybody that helps out. So we'll get there. Uh, And it's a good thing. It helps children and um, um, children that otherwise would not have an opportunity. So this is. It's it's really a good thing. I totally agree. For sure. So that's, we're going to talk about children today. A couple of uh, interesting issues with kids. Share some of that with us. Yeah. So um, with COVID, one of the things that oftentimes happened, and every parent can probably look back at this and see that with children staying at home and uh, they were doing everything uh, remote, online, the screen time for almost every child went way, way up. Part of it was also you were doing your schoolwork on screen, so everything um, was electronic, everything was digital. And the more screen time that children have, the less they're going to go out. So as a result, you ended up having a whole bunch of consequences because of that. So, yeah, our children um, less active, more screen, more sitting, weight gain was a big problem. One of the interesting things was, this is in a study that was just published in the Journal of the Endocrine Society, found that precocious puberty increased among girls during the COVID-19 pandemic, specifically due to the less active lifestyle and increased screen time. And the other thing that they noted that the vast majority of the girls that were diagnosed with a condition of premature or precocious puberty also had gained weight. They had higher BMI scores. So there's a hand and glove. Uh, they, they kind of go together that the more weight someone has, the more likely it is that they're going to end up having some type of a complication that goes with it. And precocious puberty is one of them. And the reason is, remember that fat cells are not 
um, just there taking up space. They are metabolically active. So fat cells make estrone, which is an estrogen-like compound. And so the more estrone that is made, you're more likely to have early puberty occur because of the fat cell activity. So yeah, it's one of those things. Um, but we strongly encourage every child to spend time outdoors playing. The worst thing to do is to just let them spend the entire day inside. Get children outside. Let them play. That's, that's what we were created for. That's what we really need. Does early puberty have an effect on young girls when they become, you know, young adults and later on in life? Does it have any health effects on them that way? Well, it does. Um, Earlier puberty is associated with earlier risk for developing certain diseases. So um, increases risk for uterine cancer, increases risk for um, um, awkwardness or low self-esteem because if you're the only one in your class that's doing it and everybody else is still um, in that um, before puberty stage, um, it just makes you feel uncomfortable. It's just one of those things. And so, yeah, it affects self-esteem. It affects increased risk for cancer. Um, uterine cancer is just one. Technically, if the diagnosis is obesity, that ends up being a part of the reason for it. You end up seeing an increased risk in developing 26 types of cancers, as well as heart disease and kidney problems and um, uh, all sorts of blood vessel and neuronal problems. So, yeah, it, it affects everything and makes everything worse when you end up having that. Wow. All right. Let's also talk about uh, the CDC uh, and a, a new vaccine. Yeah, this is so. so Many people are kind of vaccine um, fatigue and that with COVID, they're like, oh, they're constantly telling us to get more shots and flu season's going to be around the corner. And I know they're going to start yelling about flu and all of this. And what is this new thing and why do we need to do it? So just a couple of things. The CDC panel just backed RS. B, respiratory syncytial virus prevention for young children, for infants. So the advisory committee recommended that babies under eight months who have been born during or are approaching the respiratory syncytial virus season. So the season is really the cold months. So it's later fall and most of winter that they should get a single dose of the monoclonal antibody um, nirsevimab. So that helps to protect the, against the infection. Um, so that's the main people. Now, older children uh, between 18, uh, me, 8 and 19 months who have an increased risk for complication should also be given a dose of the drug. So what is this? Um, nirsevimab, no one is going to use the name nirsevimab. They're going to call it by its brand name, which is called Befortus. It is for basically for infants under eight months of life. It is a monoclonal antibody. And the reason is because last year and almost every year, there's almost 60,000 infants 
that are hospitalized with RSV. Basically, it's 2.5% of all infants are hospitalized because of this horrible disease. Now, worldwide, there's somewhere around 160,000 people that die every year, and nearly all um, of us will eventually get this. So when they look to see um, how often do people get this, the younger you are when you get this, which is, I mean, the way to think of RSV, think of it as the typical winter cold. So we all, well, not all, almost all of us get some kind of a runny nose, sneeze, congestion, bronchitis during the winter. For most of us, it lasts about three to five days. And for infants, it is one of the leading causes of death. So this is a brand new shot. It has incredible safety. It is something that um, everybody needs to talk over with their pediatrician, with their family practice, uh, to determine, is this safe? Is this right for my infant? So specifically, it's less than eight months. So any child, that if you have a baby at home and you're going into the, um, the RSV season um, and your baby is less than eight months of age, you really should consider this. So if your baby is a year old and they're otherwise healthy, you probably don't need to worry about it. It's basically babies that were preemies, babies that have any kind of heart disease or lung disease. This could be a game changer and really cut back on the 58,000 hospitalizations that occur every year in infants. It's the leading cause of upper respiratory bronchitis and bronchiolitis and there's now a prevention that has almost no side effects. So it's one of the interesting things that is, it's a new, um, the, the technology was similar to the technology that they've used in coming up with the Moderna virus, which was a monoclonal antibody also. Um, and when you think about all of the different COVID viruses, the Moderna is the one that has the least amount of side effects for people that end up getting it. So uh, the technology is state of the art. It is something that is definitely going to make a difference. If you are delivering a baby or have had one um, ever since uh, April or May, you should consider when you talk it over with your, uh, with your provider about getting this new shot. The new shot will probably be available in October and it will probably be given October, November. Yeah, I remember last winter. It was pretty scary, and um, it was also very unpredictable as well. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And historically, it's always been RSV that was the worst, and then once COVID became a thing, then it was, oh, my goodness. So RSV and the influenza are the two big ones that really infants have problems with, and really, RSV is dramatically more contagious. So mm. by the time that we're two, almost all of us have had it. So it's the common childhood illness, but in infants, it can be deadly. All right. Lots of good information, Dr. Stamwell. Thank you so very much, and uh, we'll chat again next week. Hey, Pam, I look forward to it.